Okay, man. That's enough of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> What's up, man? Long time no see. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got de decovidified. We got uh we had Devin Free. Sorry, we had Oritz Free Devin Free two weeks ago. We've got Oritz Free Gabby Free this week. You have a Oritz Free Dan Free. You gotta take a week off, dude. Congrats. Nope, not happening. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you earned it. You earned it. Even you if you guys call me, it. even if you call me and I'm just asleep on the couch, I'll still be here. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, dude? Or it's free Thursday. Yeah. Uh, um. Not much, dude. Not much is up. I I played some games. So we got a lot of games. A lot of announcements happened. Uh, we'll talk about what games we played later, though. But uh, we. We picked two really, really shitty weeks to take time off because, like, a whole bunch of stuff came to fruition. Yeah. Expecting oh. from, like, earlier in June, and it all happened this week or last week. So let's do an intro really quickly because it's just the two of us this week. Welcome cool. to Orange Free. Took off. Oh. Fortunately, oh. got some. Some kind of internet issues here. It's getting all. Ah. <laughs> Okay, now that you're it's, not talking, it's perfectly smooth and fine. But now say stuff and see if it does it again. Hello. Yeah, now you may intro. Sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, or it's free. So we took last week off. Um, we're back. We uh, we we all got uh, vaxxed. so we're nice and healthy now and protected. Hopefully, in two weeks' time, we'll be we'll be fully protected. So, um. I just had my shot, I guess, three hours ago now. So if I start to fall asleep in the middle of this, I apologize to everybody, including you, Devin. <laughs> oh, actually, ready, tomorrow morning, I'm sure you're gonna feel real nice. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just not gonna go to sleep then. I'm just gonna game all night, play Biomutant, <laughs> and beat it tonight, and then issue, issue salt. Um. So yeah, welcome. It's Thursday. It's, uh, it's or it's free. It's me and Dev this week. Gabby um, is dealing with. Not a shot, but rather a shot to his television, which is yeah. very unfortunate. So he is, uh, he is, said. yeah, he's, it was very sad. He was very angry. Oh. We're losing you again. Sorry. Better now? Yeah, it could be. I don't know if it's me. Let me make sure my computer's not doing anything. It might be distance to mic too, because I realize I'm a little bit further from my mic than usual. Oh no, it's definitely an internet thing. It's like copy. It's it's yeah, it's a lag thing. I just don't know if it's me or you. I can't tell. Sorry. Hopefully it's not me. Okay. It's All not right. me or well, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so busy two weeks. Uh but it's me and you this week. Uh yes, me. Sir. Uh I'm gonna plug all the slice stuff at the slice TO. Um we're here on Twitch dot tv slash dr ice uh with the one at the beginning of ice dr slice as i've nicknamed you in the context <laughs> of the slice um dr. Slice, yeah, check yeah. us out dr slice dr slicey slicey and icy all right i'm done so yeah so we're uh check us out social media we've been we do some fun stuff on there we've got our twitter going now again um which is actually more active than it's ever been which is kind of nice but um but yeah, check us out. We're here every Thursday, except last Thursday. <laughs> uh, you can check us out on uh, all podcast services, and then we will have this uploaded to YouTube on Friday uh, as well, Friday mornings. So expect all that great stuff. 
We got a lot to talk about, so we're probably going to jump right into news. Let's start with last week. Actually, you know what? Let's do the let's do the cheese first, buddy. Let's. What okay, are we even yeah, playing? Yeah. I'm yeah. curious what you've been oh, up to in the last the week. Okay, okay. Let's do the cheese, man. Um, I guess I'll start with the silly one. That's actually like I'm kind of like impressed by it, uh, which was Rocksmith Plus, dude. <laughs> um, I got invited to the beta for it, and uh, I started. I played it today. I played like maybe two hours like i played for for a little bit um and i've played like i have pretty like a lot of experience with the first rocksmith and then the, the sequel to 2014 one and then they remastered that one like I, all three of them i've played like a lot um and they're all pretty much the same game like they're they're very like the ui is the same like the songs are like they kind of you could just transfer them over um like ev- everything is very similar but it's just like a newer version of it uh but this one is like very much overhauled like the the gameplay is very very much the same like in the same way that every like guitar hero has the track and the, the three or the five thingamajigs you know that that is all the same um but the menus are different uh, like the the technology they're using is different this time um so there's three ways you can connect your guitar to it uh if you have a microphone you can obviously just like have an acoustic and just play into the microphone uh, if you have the cable from the original Rocksmiths, you can plug that into your computer and you can use that, which is the way I played. Uh, and then they have another way, which I'm going to try just because I'm straight up curious on how it works. But you download an app on your phone um, and then you use your phone's microphone and and you play it that way. Same way with like an acoustic card. I think you can even play your electric into that too. Um, and the game has all of the like song effects and, and things like that. And it'll just kind of apply it to the, the microphone sound. Um, so I'm curious how that works. But anyways, uh, one of the things I was like super, super impressed with other than the the UI uh, enhancements was the um, like the intelligence of the game, I guess. Like they it's always been about like teaching you to get better at guitar, like in like you start like playing a few notes and it'll kind of tell you like this song, like these are kind of the techniques you want to work on. Um, in this game, they give you really, really good feedback at the end of a song. Like it'll tell you these are all of like this particular technique, like all the bends, these are all the hammer-ons and like how many are in the song. So like maybe 78 and how many of them you hit. Um, so you kind of know like which techniques you were weak on, uh, specific chords, like all this really, really, really like intelligent, smart feedback to help you get better at playing guitar. Um, and it's like super personalized to like each performance. And then it will kind of learn as you're playing. So when you start a new song, it'll kind of know like, okay, based on like the songs you played before, you're probably this good at it. So we'll kind of put you up to this difficulty. Um, so it's like very, really, really smart. It's a, it's really, really cool. Um, and the very last thing, <coughs> excuse me about it, that I was really impressed with was the, um, like the, the sound engine. Um, Cause the older games have typically been like pretty finicky uh, to get them to like, not have like latency and just like to make it like sound proper uh they had like a lot of audio bugs where the like your guitar sound would get really quiet and like the music would drown you out or vice versa where you'd be really really loud um but this one was like i plugged in the cable i fired up the game and like i just played right away like i the tuning thing worked right away like i didn't have to do any setup at all it it just worked um i found like there was no latency um, the like different guitar tones and stuff that they chose for each song like work really 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 well like it was really solid like it, it was super impressive um which is why i ended up playing it for more than i thought i was gonna just jump in and like play a song so i was like oh whatever it's rocksmith like you know i know what i'm getting into um but yeah i was like actually intrigued and like was playing different songs my, my only gripe right now is there's like it feels like there's 20 songs like there's more than 20 but um 
I guess because everyone's got individual tastes. You know, there's a bunch of songs, and I'm like, I don't want to play those. But there's yeah, the, the song selection is very weak right now. So hopefully, in time, that will start to get bigger and bigger. Um, but they did have some like big names. It's not that they had like indie songs, but they were just like not a lot of them. Uh, yeah, so Rocksmith is uh, that that was a big surprise. Um, and then other than that, um, didn't get Mario Golf, so I haven't been playing that. I've been playing a little bit of Smash Bros because I wanted to check out the new characters. I did check out Kazuya. Um, but yeah, other than that, what about you, man? What have you been playing? Um, uh, there's quite oh. a bit there. I'm actually I'm excited you got into to Rocksmith because um, after I th- I thought that was going to be a big deal for you at E3, and then you just shit all over it, and you're like, Kimberly, this is what I'm fucking excited about, man. And then you got into it and you played it today, so fuck you. <laughs> let me, let but I'm glad you're enjoying that, it. That story, bro. Well, I think I did share that story in your E3. But... On the E3 one. Yeah, share it again. It's fine because I, 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 lo- I love that we can in now in hindsight look at it and after you've played the actual beta. It, it is kind of funny now that I end up like actually like enjoying it quite a bit. But I get a text from Dan. Like, I knew you E3. would. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, you're going to be really excited. There's a trailer coming up and like, I'm not going to tell you, but you're going to be excited. So like, that's the only context I get. So like, I'm thinking it's E3. Holy shit. There's so much I could possibly be excited about. So like, Honestly, my mind immediately was like, Mega Man. There's a new Mega Man game coming. And that, that's what I was expecting. And then the Rocksmith Plus trailer comes on and I get a text and he's like, see? Eh? Eh? And I was like, this is the fucking trailer you're talking about? <laughs> and like, I enjoy Rocksmith, but you know, it's not something I <laughs> I get particularly excited about. Mostly because they were like sports games in the past where like they were just like, oh, it's a new version. I, I, so I just thought like, oh, it's going to be like the Series X PS5 version of Rocksmith. Um, but yeah, it actually ended up being uh, pretty cool. Expectation management, you're right, Will. Um, also, actually, one other game I missed that I've been playing a little bit is uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I've been convinced once again to hop in and play the free trial, so I made uh, a new account with my other email, and I've been playing that for a little bit. I'm up to, like, level 11, something like that. So yeah, I've been I've been kind of tripping around in there. It's been pretty fun, actually. Uh, I, that game visually, I think, is, like, one of the best-looking MMOs. Um yeah, combat's pretty like interesting. It kind of reminds me of Xenoblade Chronicles. That it's like it's a little bit complex, not as complicated as Xenoblade, where you have to like stand in certain spots. But I like that they have the thing where like if you use one ability, another ability will become more powerful if you use it specifically after the one you just used, kind of thing. Like you kind of link them together in cool little combos. Um, but yeah, sorry, so that, I forgot about that. But that's another one that I've been playing. That's kind of new. For me. I'm always curious about it because I uh, everybody that plays it. Yeah, I know. I still honestly, man, like the one MMO that I really want to dive into and there was news shared about it last week was uh, was nice. Uh, Star Wars, the old Republic. Like we've been trying mm-hmm. to get on that for over a year now. I just don't have a machine that can run it. Um, but man, as soon as I get something that can run that, like I can't wait to jump on that with you because there's some new content coming. But I might give Final Fantasy 14 a shot. Like I, I really enjoyed playing seven through again. And I played 11 way back on the PS in the PS2 days with like mm-hmm. most of keyboard support, which is crazy to think yeah. about now um but there's yeah no of, i had a blast uh, there's a lot of game available for free so i definitely highly recommend it okay cool yeah i'll check it out i might check it out maybe i'll give it a download um yeah for me i guess uh also i realized i flipped the segment so i apologize this is actually the <laughs> sauce the cheese is the news <laughs> it happens it's all good yeah it does you can't flip the cheese in the sauce though it's, I mean, it makes Some it places... really bad well you could i guess no. deep dish maybe oh i don't know I feel like you got to have the sauce on the bottom, right? Like you got to start with sauce. Yeah. Could flip. Yeah. The, uh, it's like a panzerotto. Maybe it's yeah. a panzerotto. 
<laughs> Pen, yeah, okay, okay. Then you're gonna start with crust. So, it's remixed, my Anyways, I don't like the sound of that. I like the sauce and the cheese more. Yeah, okay, maybe we'll revisit it. The analogy doesn't work perfectly, but it's fine. We get the point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what have I been playing? Um, I played. I've been playing Chicory. I've been really enjoying Chicory a lot. Uh, I've been playing that co-op. Um, and it's just a really fun game. It's like a Zelda style RPG. I think I talked about it. Maybe not when you were on last. It might have been uh, or it's free Devon free. But that game is great. It's on. Uh, it's on. It's on PS uh, Five. Well, it's on PS Four, but I downloaded it. Um, What's it called? Chicory. Chicory. Yeah, a colorful tale. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, a. Yeah. Charming little indie RPG, um, having lots of fun. Indie RPG. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it had co-op, so we're always looking to play um, co-op games. So we're, we try to find something that's got coach co-op. So we're just kind of scrolling through the store. I had heard about it a little bit on uh, podcast earlier in the week. Checked it out on Metacritic. Seems like it was getting really, really good scores. So we gave it a shot for 30 bucks. And I'm probably about maybe seven or eight hours into it. And we've hit about the 50% mark. But... Lots of fun. It's just a, it's kind of a, it does really remind me of like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Uh, if I had to like draw a parallel to um, a Zelda game yeah. um, with elements of like some, some Pokemon in there and stuff like that. But basically the concept of the game is that you get a brush um, and it's inherited from uh, another character that you meet in the game, Chicory. Um, and you're basically having to recolor the world. So one of the mechanics is that you just have to color stuff in um, to be able to like activate different puzzles. Um, but you also get to be pretty, it's pretty open. Like you don't have to color very much if you don't want to, but um, you can. So we'll watch the trailer here. We got it going, but. Yeah, I figure I'll um, stuff with uh, Gabby not here. Yeah, but it's been, it, it's a ton of fun, man. Like art oh, style wise, cute. it just looks really unique. Yeah, it's just yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, you can kind of see some of the creative painting that you can do. So there's some really cool tools in the game. Um, really simple. You get to furnish your areas. You get to have a lot of fun playing as your as your character. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm playing this quite a bit. And then yeah. on the single player side, I've been playing uh, Biomutant, continuing to play that. It's been patched up quite a bit now. So. That the has done a really good job of following up on. Am I cutting out again? Yeah. So weird. Good now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Cool. Um so yeah, I mean, uh Biomutant, the, the community uh, manager has been pretty involved with saying like we've taken this feedback and improved upon it, and they actioned it pretty quickly. So I'm really enjoying that game. I know it didn't review the best, and we kind of talked about it a little bit on the side dev about like just like reviews and and just general we had kind of a kind of a back and forth over it but i really do think that biomutant kind of got a bad rap it's it's a lot of fun it's an open world game i think any of the stuff that i read in the reviews really can be applied to most open world games i just think it hit uh biomutant a little bit more harshly given that it's an indie dev the smaller team but the game itself has been a lot of fun man like it's there's little things with it that i don't necessarily enjoy but overall i'm really having a blast with it um and then just kind of my, my, my routine games. I've been obviously a uh, new, new inning of MLB came <laughs> out. What's up, Chuggins? Sorry, I, I didn't want to be named. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> um, MLB, uh, just playing that. And then uh, a little bit of Mass Effect. I dove back into Mass Effect 1 and did some side quests in that since it's been a little while since I've, I've played that. So, um, oh, yeah. Good I, stuff. I, told you I, I told you I beat it, right? Yeah, you beat it. Did you enjoy it? How did you feel about it? 
did. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but yeah, I, we didn't. So I, I did beat it. Um, I felt pretty good, but I did feel like it just was like it just like ended all of a sudden. I like I thought it was ramping up, and I was like, okay, I feel like maybe I'm like eighty percent of the way to the game, but like that was like the end of it. Um, so I was kind of like, I'm, I'm ready to kind of start too. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I had a good time. Made it all the way through. I, I think what's unique about it, the way like I think its story can work self-contained to a certain degree, but one of those rare games that's the beginning of a trilogy where I think the whole trilogy was mapped out loosely from the first game. And so it was always going to feel like each game it kind of ended in the middle of the narrative. I do think that there's a little bit of a, of a more pronounced what's, break at the end of two going into three. What's SFS Rivals? I don't know. I'm trying to think of... Uh... SFS Rivals. Hmm. Let's do a quick googly search here. I'm sure that the chat will probably tell us what it is. I feel like I got a facepalm when I like when I see it. Wait. Is it Need for Speed Wait, Rivals? I was gonna say. I think he means Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's funny because I typed in SFS and it uh, SFS Rivals in Google and it and it immediately went NFS Rivals. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, there's a big Steve sale going on right now, so it's uh, a lot of things are super super cheap. Um, actually, Horizon Zero Dawn is pretty cheap. I might get that for PC. Play that. Play that shit. I think it might get it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect was good. I I, I had a good time with it. I'm ready for two. I wonder if uh if um with the the current um trend of director's cuts whether Horizon's going to get a director's cut going into um Forbidden West so maybe pick it up if you haven't played it but um yeah. they seem PlayStation kind of alluded uh, Herman uh did kind of allude to more director's cuts on the way even after Ghost of Tsushima's announcement which we'll talk about a little bit later so there's a good possibility that we see another director's cut of of the first party games that have come out so yeah, and I, I think I was reading that Japan Studio like is kind of like left Sony like a, as a exclusive developer. So I, and I think they were the ones that ported a lot of. Uh, I was reading they they did like a lot of uh, porting to PC already. So I think that that's kind of where they're headed is like they're gonna just be the the PC port machine for Sony. Yeah, it makes sense. I think that's kind of where they're. They have the neck was. Or Nick Nixis or whatever it's called. Oh, know. That, that studio that they picked up. We'll talk about it a little bit later because there's mm. some studio acquisitions as well. But yeah, possibly. But Lots anyways, yeah, can't wait to play Mass. Have you played it? Subnautica. Mm-hmm. Very little. I I played a little bit of it in uh, in VR on the Oculus. Um. Pretty cool, but there's a new one that just came out, like Zero Zero Hour, I think it's called. But honestly, yeah, I don't have it's, that much experience with it. Yeah. Below Water, I think it's uh, it's oh, like I remember the trailer hour. was at the last. Yeah, that was it. But uh, I think it was yeah. at the last uh, state of play, if I'm not mistaken. That was one of the things that they led with the Ratchet and Clank state of play that was in there. From what I remember about it, it was like you basically start on the surface of the water and you kind of like build things like air tubes and stuff to like go deeper and deeper. Um, but I honestly didn't get that far in it. So I, 
I guess those are my thoughts on Subnautica. <laughs> All right, so we we're up to date on uh, on I guess what we've been playing. We'll let Gabby talk about what he hasn't been playing next time he's on, um, because you Halo. know no TV. Me and Gabby played Halo together, so I know he's been playing that. I wonder when he will play again, because now he doesn't have a television to play it. We actually played uh, when we played. We were playing. Uh, he's playing on this PC. The TV incident had already happened, and that's uh, he was telling me about. Oh, while we played, yeah. There you go. Yep. Halo. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, yeah. We were actually talking about Infinite and how like stoked we are for it, and then it's like free to play. And I think uh, this guy's head looks way too big for his body. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I was saying that the. Um, Halo was never really popular during like the modern esports era. Like they had MLG, but the way esports are now, like they they have never really had a presence. So if they can carve a space like for Halo in esports, like I think it's going to do really well. Funny because the part that excites me about Halo is probably the opposite of what it excites you guys for Halo. Um, Halo started as like a campaign driven, like the first game is a campaign basically, yeah. right? So for me, it's always about engaging campaigns with halo and there are two or three games removed in my opinion from having like a really really strong campaign so i'm excited to see what they do with infinite but i liked four i thought five was really weak i think most people can agree on that i didn't love three but then i mean some of the two reach and one were some of my favorite campaigns ever so i'm really hoping that they're able to recapture some of that magic with yeah, infinite that's, um that's a good point for, like uh funny enough actually chuggins like when i when i was like a kid i played halo one's campaign because i i actually had it on pc but i never owned like any of the other halos um after that <laughs> but my my friend uh, juggins there he had an xbox with halo 2 and my, my other friend james you know him he also had an xbox with halo 2 and we basically spent like i don't know i felt like two or three years of, of summers just like playing halo 2 multiplayer just constantly um so yeah, I have like lots of experience with Halo 2. So usually when I play Master Chief Collection, I just turn all the maps off and just put Halo 2 maps on. So it's sick to go back. <laughs> That's my most experience, I think, with Halo 2 is the first year of uh, 360. We may have talked about this a while ago, but um, the first year of 360, it was kind of slow after Oblivion had come out and Dead Rising, I think, was kind of the next big game. But between March and August that year, like Halo was just the only thing that, what, that uh, me and my buddy Luca were playing. So... I have fond memories of Halo 2. I love that game uh, very much. So I'm excited yeah. for for uh, for Infinite. Call me Doritos? What the fuck? <laughs> He's saying when he owned Halo 2. He, they did, but now that I play mouse and keyboard, I would, I would whoop them. Uh, okay, so we've got some news to talk about. Um, let's start with last week. And I'm going to separate this up so that we can kind of figure out... Um, what we've got uh from last week to this week so i think some some sony news last week some confusion um some studio acquisitions so the big thing at, to nobody's surprise uh is that sony announced that they had uh, bought housemark um after all the success of paternal and then also some previous games like um like next machina um and some of the other arcade games that they've had on playstation they've been very playstation driven uh for the last half decade or so so um they were purchased but on that same day sony japan um, accidentally tweeted out that they had also acquired blue point studios which has still <laughs> not been confirmed um and i'm assuming probably won't be for some time just given that they're probably going to try to create some distance between the two acquisitions so that they can celebrate them but um 
I'd be surprised if they didn't acquire Blue Point after there was a graphic already ready and the official account kind of put it out there. So you know it's probably <laughs> sitting on a desktop somewhere just waiting to deploy, but um, they wanted funny, to get postmark uh, their day. A funny mistake, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I mean, we, we've been talking about studio acquisitions uh, for Microsoft this year, obviously, Bethesda being the big one. Um, but then Housemark and, and Bluepoint, obviously not the same level as any of the Bethesda studios, even individually. Um, but I think they make sense. Like that's those are kind of the studios that that they've worked closely with Sony for some time. They did the Shadow of the Colossus remake, Demon Souls, um, and then yeah, Returnal successful um, just a few months ago when that came out. So um, any thoughts on that? I think it's just kind of it's news, but it's like of course they did. You know what I mean? Like it's just a matter of time since. Uh, it's, it was just a matter of time until they actually finally pulled the trigger on it, and it seems like now is the kind kind of the time to do it. But any thoughts, any changes that you think are going to come from that from that acquisition? Um, no, I think Bluepoint's more just like a, a security thing for them. Like they've, I mean, they've been doing really well. Like their last few releases, so I'm sure Sony was like either gonna buy them or someone else will. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure like other like Microsoft even could have like swooped in there and snagged them, but like. You know, I'm sure that was just for them to be like, let's just let's just make sure they're gonna stay at home with us, um, and then they can just keep doing what they're doing. Like, I don't think they're gonna change course too much. Like, they're pumping out really, really nice uh, remaster. Yeah, I, I would like to see them. Uh, hopefully, if they get picked up by Sony, um, you know, Ben's studio kind of went through this with Days Gone, but I would really like to see them have an original IP because I think they've proven themselves through uh, remakes. Um, that they can make some really, really great me- remakes and some really, really beautiful games. Demon's Souls probably being one of the prettiest games I've ever played. I'd yeah, really like to see Blue Point if they do get acquired. Just like, what's their original IP? Like, what's an original idea that they have? I think that would be a really, really interesting. Um, I would like to see them like, either split their development team then, or like have some kind of like, and I got to build some kind of bench strength because I think there's like a a skill that they have that seems to be like useful. You know, to be able to like do a complete ground up remaster of a game. Uh, from only like a few years ago and be able to do it like a reasonable time frame doesn't seem like too many people are able to like pull that off right now so like even even if they make something unique it kind of like then you you get like i don't know i'm thinking like maybe like a kill zone game or something like from from like there's other games i think that, that right. kind of deserve that that complete remake treatment shadow of colossus is a really good i mean both of the games they chose already are, are yeah like very very good ones and like they can't keep I think that would be a big loss for yeah. Sony too. The rumor is that they're working on that uh Metal 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 Gear Solid remake. Uh, and yeah. then there were some rumors, I think, this time last year, um that they were, that they might be working on a Jack and Daxter project as well. So obviously one of those I want to see more than the other, but um Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, either I—I I mean, either if they if they remake a game and it's and it's a, a history, a historical franchise, that'd be super exciting. But I would also like to see them kind of you know stretch their wings a little bit and maybe make something new. And hopefully, Sony gives them the space to do that the way that they have uh, with other devs, um, even with Ben Studio. You know, getting their AAA original IP after Days Gone didn't do as well as they thought. So we'll see what happens. But two expected acquisitions. I don't think there's really any surprises there. Um, but one of them isn't even official. So I say two and there's actually, oh, there is two, but it's not Bluepoint and Housemark. It was uh, Housemark and uh, Nick Nix's studio, I think is what it's called, the technical studio um, that was picked up. Uh, yeah, Nixus acquisition. So they were, uh, they're just a technical studio that supported uh, Square Enix with some ports. I think they ported the Final Fantasy games um, over to, to either mobile or to different platforms and then also supported on 
um, on some of the Avengers stuff, which I mean, I hope that they get better projects to work on than the Avengers project. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, technical studio acquisitions are probably to your point, just kind of some insurance to have a team to be able to kind of deploy and support other uh, bigger projects, either on the network side or on the technical side. So not a surprising, uh, not a surprising acquisition that they need some technical background, but at the same time, like, I, I don't really think it, there's much fanfare to, to Nixus being picked up the same way that there was for House Mark and potentially Blue Point. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was news story one. Uh, also, what Olympic game were we watching there for a second? Because I was watching Cuba just get pounded by fucking Canada in baseball. There's <laughs> Tokyo, uh, like Sonic at the Tokyo 2022 Olympics or 2021 Olympics. That looked a lot more realistic than I thought. I saw Sonic racing there, but then I also saw like, like a sumo wrestler. Yeah, there was like a sumo wrestler like taking a, a rugby ball like down the pitch. Like I didn't really, I, I don't know, man. Anyways, that looks, uh, <laughs> I'm going to check that out after. I want to watch more about that game. Um, all right, news story two. Uh, Control sequel. We kind of got some news on what's going to happen with Control. Have you beaten Control? I know you were playing that last time you were on the show. Honestly, no. Uh, I haven't played it since I started wow. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do have to go back because a couple people at work have also been like, yo, how's that going? And I'm like, yo, I didn't play it yet. <laughs> so they're, uh, you know, I gotta get back to it. So it sounds like Rare is getting the opportunity, not Re Rare, sorry, Remedy is going to get the opportunity to work on a sequel. And they've also got a multiplayer uh, control project in the works so this will be separate um announced but really no details but i really love that game uh they never really got a chance to make alan wake 2 um and obviously this game has ties to alan wake through dlc and also just spiritually so um if it means that there's a way that they can integrate more alan wake content i'm down for that and i also thought control was just a great game um lots of mystery um lots of world building in that game so a lot to explore in a sequel um even after playing fully through everything. I think there's a lot of questions that I'd like to want one day go back to maybe just read some codex and maybe even play the game through again. But uh, yeah, we got a control sequel on the way. So play it, beat it. It's really good. I think you'd really enjoy it. And it'd be a good discussion, I think, for for this, um, if we talked about some of our theories and stuff behind control. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. okay. So we've got that. And then we've also got, uh, there is a Mass Effect near, uh, series rumor floating around, and this is, ties into you beating Mass Effect, as well as um, for a Comic-Con, I think Netflix Geek is going to be a part of that in some capacity, so maybe we hear a little bit more about this uh, in mm -hmm. the near future. The rumor is, is that it's going to be an interactive series, so it will have branching storylines similar to that... Um, that black mirror movie where you kind of choose your decisions and it kind of built the story differently. So in the same way that decisions impact the game, like you could have variant paths of, of, uh, of narrative uh, in the mass effect uh, Netflix series. So that would be really fucking cool if they not only made mass effect, but also kept one of the biggest features from that game into, into TV. Um, but that's the rumor going around right now. Hey, hey Dan, what's up? Remember in Alan Wake when you could use the flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Why? Um, <laughs> Chuggins was asking in the chat. If you remember Alan Wake when you can use the flashlight? <laughs> Don't you like always use the flashlight in that game? It's just like a, just, it's like just a regular flashlight, right? 
I think so. Yeah, that that was the whole mechanic. There was like dark things chasing you, and you had to shine light at them. There you go. Yeah, he's just making a joke that like, yeah, remember that game where you walk? Yeah, like that. I mean, it's the same in the DLC of uh, of Control. You just kind of pick up lights with your telekinetic powers and and fight stuff that way. So I don't know. I enjoyed it, man. Whatever. <laughs> I thought it was good. I'd like to see it come back. Um, Mass Effect series. Any thoughts on that? I'm pretty excited. I don't know how I feel about the like choose your own adventure thing. Um, do we know like is it like being written by anyone related to Bioware? Or is it just its own separate thing? It's a good question. I don't know if it's an adaptation. If it's going to cover the scene like like Commander Shepard uh, times. Let me see if I can yeah. pull up the rumor itself. Like it just. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if unless it's like a really big, good passion project, like the Witcher movie or something, like or the Witcher series, like it, I don't think it's going to come off very genuine. It's going to come off cheesy. So hopefully, the the people behind it like really care about Mass Effect. So I have some more details. It sounds like it will be an animated series. Okay. And it will be it will be focused on telling the story alongside the original trilogy so commander fetch it won't follow commander shepherd's story it'll be other narratives going on at the same time as you're kind of taking down the reaper threat as uh as commander shepherd okay okay if they adapt some of the um the surrounding literature of the of the universe there's some books that were written by the same writer of mass effect one uh drew carpishan um he wrote i think it's called ascension and then a couple of of other books that focus on like Saren and and uh and Anderson's relationship that's kind of alluded to in the first game. There's some really really good stories in there. So. <laughs> Choose your lay in Netflix series <laughs> and animated. Um so if they could base it off of some of that, there were some really really good books that told stories about like biotics and like and like kids um that were like tested on for biotics uh early on in 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 the early days of mass oh i guess after they discovered the mass relay um so yeah it would be it'd be interesting i'd like to see them tackle that but to your point like i think it would have to be the right writing staff i don't want to see like people that don't give a shit about mass effect writing some weird story and then trying to make it like fit into the universe i just don't i don't know they tried to do that with andromeda and it didn't really work out yeah, it could be like a Star Wars trilogy new thing, you know, like just weird. What's up? What's up, Trevis? You got a question? I saw Trevis ask if, if the Blue Jays are going to make the postseason. Hmm. Um, to be continued. The only important thing is the Habs didn't win the Stanley Cup. Oh, biotics? They did like, not. Um, it's basically magic, but characters have these like cool little holographic glove things and lets them do like abilities and stuff. And Mass Effect. They're like, they're basically like, if you've played the Deus Ex games, how there's like augmented people, it's the same idea. And then the Omni tool, to your point, is like what helps. It doesn't really, it helps them channel it in some ways. Like they have to be biotically gifted. One of the books tackles kind of what biotics are at their at their at the root. The games really don't go into it as much. Oh, I didn't know that. I wondered why some people didn't have those things. You'll find out about it. There's a biotic um uh, 
side character in the second one named Jack, and you learn a little bit more about about what biotics are and like the journey of biotics and 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 the experiments behind it. So, gotcha. to be continued. Cyberpunk, yeah, same same kind of idea. You got it. Same idea. Yep. Okay, Mass Effect Netflix series rumor. Let's see if that comes to fruition. That was from June twenty fifth, so hasn't been that far removed, but. Again, Comic-Con is coming up soon, so hopefully we hear some more about it from Netflix Geek there. Um, speaking of Mass Effect, Casey Hudson announced the new studio, uh, Humanoid. I'm really excited about this. Um, Casey Hudson's been at Bioware for a long time, left, came back. We talked about it earlier on. I think before we started actually having a title for Or It's Free, we talked about what it meant for him to leave Bioware again earlier this year. Um... I had suspected that it meant that they had gotten the new Mass Effect game greenlit. That was kind of his role. And then he had left just kind of once the ship was righted, so to speak, at, at Bioware. Um, but he started his own new studio. And it sounds like it's really in, in, in kind of early phases of, of, of being figured out. If you take a look at the job listings, like they're looking for a creative director. They're looking for like senior programmers and stuff like that. So it sounds like they're probably in the concept stage, at the very early concept stage. Um, of whatever that is that they're working on. But Casey Hudson, of course, behind Jade Empire, Mass Effect series, um, creative director behind uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So he has a really, really great resume. Um, some of that has taken a hit since they joined EA. But I think, I don't know, I can't speak for Casey myself, but I think that there's probably something liberating about now working as an independent studio and potentially being able to collaborate with some of the original talent that was at Bioware. I would not be surprised to see if guys like Drew Carpishin join um, and, and, and are a part of that studio in some writing capacity for whatever this new game might be, also would not be surprised to see if, if at some point in the near future that this is another one of those studios that uh, PlayStation decides to partner with and potentially fund the project without, being, without having to buy out Humanoid. Um, I really don't care who does it, but I do hope that he gets a backing from some big trouble, uh, trip publisher on a basis they have a good relationship with microsoft based off of codor and mass effect and jade empire so if my if microsoft wanted to take a chance on that i'd also be super stoked to see casey kind of go back to his roots and work with microsoft studios the way that you know games at bioware were published uh, in the early 2000s so we'll see what happens but super exciting man like I, I this is this is something that you know more than a new ip at bioware would get me excited about right now um to see him and, and potentially some old creative talent from Bioware working on something new away from EA. Um, it's pretty exciting. So, uh, any thoughts? Anything that you've kind of read up on on that? I know it was just it was a very brief story. There wasn't really a lot to kind of to take away from it, but um, but uh, it's definitely exciting. Like it's kind of like the Bioware version of um, the uh, kind of the Blizzard guard, like guard leaving and starting their their studio together. Yep. Um, so you know, yeah, it's kind of like the things that you used to love about your favorite companies. Like those those people were there for the beginning and it's exciting to see them starting something new without kind of the corporate overlords sort of controlling what they do. And I, I yeah, I, I don't like, I don't know how much control is offered in those situations when they, they like, if they do like a game pass deal or some kind of deal with Sony, like, I don't know how much creative control they have to give up to do something like that. So I don't know, like maybe they wouldn't do that just to like, make sure that they're able to, to do what they want to do. Cause that's what these newer studios seem to be about. It's like, we don't want to be big studios anymore. Like we were okay being these small little guys, as long as we get to control like every decision in our, in our, in our studio. Um, 
but yeah definitely exciting like it's uh i think it'll be cool to see the first thing that these these guys pump out like that'll be a an exciting game to see uh get announced and kind of shown off i think um i mean i i agree with you to a certain extent but if i think about the studios that uh playstation's announced partnerships with this year so deviation um jade redmond studio haven like those are big names uh, within the industry that left their big corporate kind of overlord uh positions at things like ubisoft um and have gone on to to partner with uh playstation just as a publishing in a publishing capacity um again i'm using playstation as the example because they've done more of those partnerships rather than actually buying studios um but i could see that like versus at his disposal back from the bioware days also down to when he was at ea i don't know if like casey is his vision is not going to you know, need something that that has a big budget or, or need something that that backs it in a pretty significant way. So I do think one of those partnerships might work well. Again, it depends on what this project is and how ambitious it is. But I could very well see him like going to a major publisher and saying, "Hey, if you like this, like we would love for you to get behind this." Kind of like what Kojima's been doing with you know Death Stranding at first, and now with Xbox with his whatever uh, that rumored project is. Yeah. But that seems to be the way that I think a lot of bigger. going you know the funding to really execute on this idea those are the people that i'm going to ultimately want to work with um and i think that there's more um support coming from the from the big publishers like microsoft and sony to do something like that if they just see that you know it's going to be valuable to their platform whether they own the, the, the studio or not so um we'll see obviously it's very very early but just going off of what we know about the studios that have been formed by some of these big names, I don't think it's that far-fetched to think that maybe once there's a vision and something is actually in place that he doesn't maybe go to Sony or Microsoft and say, hey, I have something really, really great. I would love for you guys to, I would love your backing and your and your and um, some of your resources to really make this shine the way that we know that it can. Um, and we'll see. I guess we'll see what what what, what that looks like in the, in the future. Very early on, though, but very exciting. Yeah, and I guess even though like he's got kind of marketing potential almost like like kojima's a good example they're like to be able to say like oh kojima's next game is going to be ours like like maybe they have the, the kind of the the clout now to be able to be like we're making this game you guys are gonna buy it <laughs> and like you know they, they could be able to do that nowadays who knows yeah i mean jade redmond got like jade redmond's name is synonymous with assassin's creed in in a lot of ways i guess because of her time at ubisoft and and <laughs> jade at, Jade Raymond. <laughs> what do I keep saying? Jade Redmond. Jade I'm sorry, Jade Raymond. <laughs> I keep thinking. I keep thinking of the Sportsnet uh, caster. Um, but yeah, Jade Raymond is like kind of synonymous with Assassin's Creed. But then when the DV, not Deviation, sorry, when Haven Studios was announced, it was like, hey, this is Jade's new studio. And I think Casey has probably a little bit of a of a more renowned name because you can associate specific games and and even eras with like so industry like like vet and like legend, but maybe not one of those that is kind of vaguely attached to a game, but not really. Like Casey kind of lives somewhere in the middle. Where if you if you know Mass Effect, you know Kodor, and you know Jade Empire, you probably know the name Casey Hudson. I don't know if there's any like. Are you gonna look at Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and think Jade Raymond was like 
geez, the mastermind. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the same association to any individual project. Maybe that Star Wars game that ended up getting canceled. But like, other than that, I can't really point to a specific project that she's been behind that like you really like are, are synonymous. Not to say that she doesn't have the talent and she hasn't driven big games like that, but it just doesn't go hand in hand. I think the way that some of those other names do. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see. Hopefully, hopefully it's something great and hopefully to fruition. Um, best of luck to whatever that team is working on, because it would be great to see Casey Hudson do something great again uh, without you know EA being EA. Um, okay, cool. So there is that news, and then we also got uh, a confirmation of the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, um, second director's cut that was announced from Sony. First one being Death Stranding, which we found out about at the uh, at the um, kickoff um, for the Summerfest, Summer Games Fest, sorry, um, which we found out a little bit more about today. So we'll talk about that later on. But uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, weird pricing model, a little bit of controversy in terms of the way that they have like a weird tiered upgrade system and it's not kind of free. It's It's kind of strange and I don't necessarily agree with it, um, but still nonetheless exciting. I love this game. I will happily pay for more content. I played the shit out of this game. I platinumed it. I even played the uh, the free content later on in Legends. Uh, so to go back and get a new island, get PS5 support, have it run at 4K with 60 frames, like I'm down for all of those things. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on Director's Cut? It seems like this is probably a new path for for Sony first party. We talked about it earlier, but like adding new content, maybe adding a little bit of a premium price and then packaging it for, you know, to take take advantage of the PS5 hardware. But uh, any thoughts? Does it excite you? Is this the version of the game that you would obviously play if you got a chance to try Ghost Shima? Or are you okay with good old classic Ghost? I mean, I guess either way. Um, I like when companies do the thing that like fighting games kind of do, where like when the ultimate version comes out, you just can't really get the other one anymore. Like, like, uh, like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three is like when you can't get Marvel vs. Capcom Three anymore. Like, it's. You, yeah, so I, I prefer like when it's the only available version is the best one. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about this whole like upgrade thing because this is this is like the PS5 upgrade too as well, right? Or is it just like more content? It's shitty. Like I think no, it's both. So it's kind of shitty because it sounds like I mean I'm gonna pay it. Like I I, I like this game enough to pay for the content. Like I said, yeah. but it does seem like it's like to incentivize buying the content like we're also going to build on the ps5 features i do really think that there should be like if you own ghost of tsushima you get the ps5 features as like a free upgrade and then like pay for the story content if you want to whereas right now it's like you have to pay for the director's cut yeah and you have to pay an additional fee if you want the director's cut ps5 even if you own the game already and it's like four. It's going to be like thirty-five bucks Canadian or something like that. Like I saw it. Like that's pretty sizable. Like that's more than some people have actually paid for the base game because it's gone on sale a few times. Yeah. So I don't really ag- agree with that part. Enough for me to be like, I'm not going to buy it. No, because I really enjoyed the game. But at the same time, like it doesn't. It doesn't feel great. It's just kind of like, oh, uh, you could have probably made this cheaper. You could have probably, you know, given this to people in a little bit of a different way. Um, but they know that there's a huge audience for that game that's probably going to be willing to pay, spend the 30 bucks. So why not charge them 30 bucks? It just kind of seems like that's the decision behind it. But yeah, it's like a weird, weird middle ground between like DLC and like a soft, like an update. Like it's, it's kind of both at the same time. Like, 
because uh, you do get new stuff. So like, I mean, I'm I'm okay paying for new content. Like, I think that's fair. But like, um, yeah, especially like me, obviously coming from the PC side of things, like to to hear about people like having to pay for like the Series X or the PS5 version of of a game they already own is like strange to me. Like, it's I don't know. It's like they just added like a like it's like a software update for the game you just like have to pay for it 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 seems a little strange to me like that that concept is never gonna feel okay but um if they're adding like new parts to the game like people had to make those and i mean i guess you could argue that people had to like work to upgrade didn't update the game but uh, especially a game that like i mean for exclusives it's a little different because it doesn't exist on pc but there are some games that like the game already exists on PC and the enhancements they're getting on console, like are they're already available. Like it's, it just seems like there's not a lot of extra work that has to get put into it. Like maybe I'm wrong, I guess like, yeah, maybe I, I don't know about the technical side, but it, it seems like not great to charge people for that. I feel like it should be like, Hey, you own GTA five, for instance, like when it gets updated for the new consoles to run at better frame rates and better, better like resolutions, which it can already do. Like, shouldn't have to pay for that that should just be something that it gets updated for yeah and i think like this is where it gets kind of tricky because the visual i agree with you completely and ghost of tsushima will be on pc at some point in the near future mm-hmm. um if if rumors are, are to be believed and and even the removing of the branding of only on playstation is to be believed on, on the new edition of the game um so yeah like visual fidelity and stuff like that like you shouldn't have to pay for 60 frames in 4k like that should just be an update that you can do in the same way that you know insomniac has been updating their games like we've seen two new performance modes added you didn't have to pay five bucks for the new ray trace 60 frames you just got it in the next update yeah it's like you got the console to get those things like you shouldn't have to buy each individual game now too like but this is where it gets kind of like it's a i don't again i don't want to defend it because i don't agree with it but i like from the perspective of like they're adding dual sense features and that is something that, like, I imagine takes work to program a controller to be able to yeah. take advantage yeah. of, like, like, like an arrow having, like, haptic feedback or, like, feeling different. Like, for me, yeah. those are huge features. Like, it, it does immerse you in the game completely differently than a 60 frames or a 4K upgrade. And this is, would. this game, the, like, this is Tsushima too. So the, the other exception here is it, it doesn't exist on, on PCs. So, like, there's not a version already that does the things that they're, they're right. upgrade, you know? Um, Boy, it looks like Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano is a is a pitcher for the uh, for the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, this this one's a bit of a strange one, I guess, because like the visual enhancements are something that they have to put extra work into because they don't exist already. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I this is where the dual sense is going to get interesting. Like. The dual sense is, is is new technology. Like we don't really have anything kind of like this. Re- like it is I I can't think of a comparable where it's like this is a new way to play. Like it, it immersed in a different way. Um, and I don't know if you've had a chance to play with anything dual sense uh, yet. Have you played a PS Five? Like have you played any game that supports I, I dual sense? I have not touched the controller yet. Yeah, man. So like it is again. Like I I can't stress this enough because I don't want to be like an apologist like i do think the pricing upgrade is kind of ludicrous for what it is and i think that people that own it should get the ps5 features as part of like a, a software update but at the same time like the dual sense is 
a deciding factor for me now in terms of like where I'm buying games. Like if I see that it supports haptics, like that that is the best version of that game in, in my eyes in a lot of ways. Like there are games that have done great things with haptics and feedback that interests me on that alone because it's just a different way to play. It just feels inherently different. And I don't know if there's ever been an equivalent of that because as much as like the Xbox Elite controller is the closest thing I got to, there is nothing that like, there's no features to that control than features that just tailor it more to the individual. But like, there's no, there wasn't like a different kind of rumble that really like changed the way yeah. that you engaged with the game. So it's this really weird I don't know. It's a very weird ground to be in. The switch kind of has like the, I'm not saying HD rumble is anything close to it, but like that, that sometimes you have that decision of like, Oh, I'm going to get that on switch. Cause like, that's a, I want to play that game portable. Yeah. It's it's kind of that. uh, No, I don't own a PS five. Um, yeah, but it's blown uh, up, but it's, it's blown up more because it it does feel, and I'm excited for you to try it because for me, like historically, always, play uh, xbox controllers more for shooters and and i think just generally speaking like I, I think that that's the better controller i don't feel that way anymore i feel like the dual sense has actually swayed me to like like i like the size of it the features are just enough of a sizable difference that like i will play games on there and i want to experience ghost of tsushima with some of those features like drawing a bow and arrow in that game is going to feel completely different once it gets oh, yeah. updated for we'll get there chuggins we'll get there <laughs> um yeah, I, I wonder if I think I heard recently that the like Steam specifically might be getting it, like the haptic support for the PS5 controller. Yeah, um, so I'll have to pick that up soon. But I wonder if like games like Horizon and stuff will get the support, or if, since it's already out and doesn't have it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely am like all about that haptic technology. I've I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'm I'm really excited to give it a shot at some point. There's some iOS games that um if you if you do end up getting a dual sense, there are some iOS games. Oh shit, okay. Cool. So worth trying maybe on that platform. I think Fantasian even supports it if you end up trying that game. But um but yeah, man. Again, we'll kinda kinda cut it here, but it seems like more director's cuts are gonna be on the way. If this is the pricing structure that all of them oh, take yeah. on, um it'll be interesting. We heard about um, today, this uh the Death Stranding director's cut. Yeah, and that's and one where not too and that it does, but that one doesn't have the same like upgrade path. I think that the that Ghost of Tsushima specifically has, even though it's adding new story missions. Um, I have to look into it. I don't know enough about it, but we will probably talk about this more as a God of War director's cut, as a Last of Us two director's cut, as a Horizon Zero Dawn director's cut. Like I imagine those are going to be the next three games that we see. Yeah. Um, just because those are the games that have come out in the last four years and are all getting sequels at some point in the near future. So we will come back to this, but I'm excited. It's out August 20th. I can't wait to play the new island. There's a new island DLC. There's a bunch of new combat items. There's new skins. There's going to be a new game mode that they haven't even given details yet on. Um, and I haven't even beaten the the raid from uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which was the, the multiplayer expansion that came out. So I'm really excited to play this again, uh, probably in, in August when it's a a little bit there's a little bit of a lull in terms of releases so super mm. pumped don't like having to pay 40 bucks but i will be paying 40 bucks because that game is fucking great <laughs> um okay that's pretty much everything last week you added a couple notes in here for uh the, i know that there's a silent hill um uh rumor uh floating around which actually got disproven i just saw an article oh, you guys i go. saw that okay um 
But then uh, Kazuya got released for Smash, so you talked about that a little bit. And then there's one more uh, fighter left in Smash. So do you want to talk about what it's like with playing with Kazuya? I know you mentioned a little bit at the beginning, but yeah, where are we at with Smash? What's next, man? Yeah, so I, I kind of hopped in and played a little bit because um, I wanted to not only check out Kazuya, but also go back and check out... Like, I, I had popped in and checked out, like, Pyra and Mithra and Steve and, like, uh, Sephiroth and those other ones. So I, I wanted to go back and, like, give them more time, too. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I, I'm, like, I'm a pretty big Tekken fan. I think I've been playing, I'd say, like, decently, like, since maybe, I want to say Tekken 6 is probably the one I, like, started on. So, honestly, there's only seven Tekkens. So, <laughs> so I've played older Tekkens, but Tekken 6 is when I, like, played it a lot. And then Tekken Tag 1... Tekken Tag 2 and Tekken 7 I have, like, a lot of experience with. Um, so really cool to, like, see that game represented in Smash Bros. A ton of songs. Um, the stage is really cool. Uh, Kazuya is, like, really complex for a Smash Bros. character. Um, they really, like, went above and beyond, like, trying to, I guess, replicate the the complicated moveset of a Tekken character. Um, there, there are things, like, um, he has a a move that specifically acts differently when you use a punch when he's so if you duck uh, if you're holding duck and you press punch he does a punch if you stand up and you punch he does a punch and if you actually let go of uh, if you're ducking and you let go of duck and you punch as he's rising there's another punch you can do um second seven second seven's amazing oh i'm talking about uh, gotcha. uh death training Death Stranding, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the level was really cool. Like, they, I don't know, they always show, like, really good love to each, uh, like, series, you know, when they, they put it in Smash Bros. Um, so uh, he, he's, like, feels honestly, like, really, really powerful right now. So uh, as they usually do. So I'm sure he's going to get tweaked a lot to, to make him, like, more in line with the other characters. But um, yeah, it's pretty interesting to see, like, you got Street Fighter in there now. You got Tekken in there. You got Final Fight, like... Uh, a lot of the uh, kind of the big fighting game are uh, represented among all the different Nintendo and Sega franchises and stuff. So uh, pretty cool. I, I was pretty, pretty stoked on it. Uh, had a good time going back and like, yeah, just playing Smash for a little bit uh, and then kind of getting my, my Switch some use because I haven't been using it a little late. <laughs> Lately, it's been getting dusty. When they announced, uh, speaking of dusty Switches, I'm kidding. We'll talk about it soon. <laughs> um... <laughs> We, we did we think Kazuya was going to be the last fighter, or we weren't we weren't no. sure at the time when it got announced because we we didn't know, or did we, we? No, we knew that there was two left in the pack, but what we didn't know was if there was going to be another pack after. Um, right, they, they kind of hadn't really said like, is there going to be a third fighter pack? But this time they were like, no, there's no more. <laughs> they they were pretty definitive yeah. about there's one more fighter, and then we're done. Cool. And okay. It, Do you think we find out? Cool. Do you think we find out what that fighter is by the end of the year? Yeah, they said that as well. We will find out this year. Okay. It is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I th- that right. seems like a video game awards announcement was, yeah, or like exactly. something. I was just thinking yeah, okay. that. Yeah. Game awards this okay. year for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, do you want to talk about very briefly? We don't have to go into detail, but the indie Sony relationship that kind of blew up last week. Um, we could maybe take a few minutes to talk about it. Uh, I read yeah. up on it a little bit more, but yeah. uh, I know you had some thoughts, so. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the story is and then we can kind of, you know, go back and forth about what, what we uh, what we think? Yeah. Um, so I kind of actually like I, I read about this a little bit earlier and it, it was sort of like strange, I guess, how it all came about. But it, it, there was basically a developer who started tweeting 
but he just went on a Twitter rant um, and he didn't name Sony directly. Uh, he called them Company X for the entire rant, um, but other people figured it out pretty quickly because I, I think he he someone asked if it was who it was, I guess, and he said they're something about them not being involved with Game Pass. <laughs> His original tweet actually said it's Platform X, but yeah. uh, Platform X does not have Game Pass. That was like the full tweet. Gotcha. So he kind of gave yeah. away right away who it was like it was either nintendo or, or sony and people kind of figured out pretty quickly which one it was um, also really funny that that's the identity of sony is like the ones without game pass <laughs> yeah right there's no game pass oh it must be sony yeah I mean, um, he was cheering somewhere he was like yeah <laughs> so they the, the guy basically went on a, a rant about how difficult it is uh to get exposure um as an indie on playstation um there was a lot of kind of like pretty heavy accusations thrown, which I, I'm honestly not sure. Like they seem a little bit more like assumptions than, than like factual information. Uh, so the example they used was like having to kind of like be uh, in Sony's favor to be able to like be featured on the, the, the Sony store, or like the PlayStation store. Um, and if they don't like your game, then they're just not going to back you at all. Or if they don't like you, they're not going to back you at all. Um, and I mean, it, that kind of like attitude personally is like you know maybe like maybe there are things about the game that you could look at that maybe maybe need improving like you're i'm sure the game is not perfect that you have and like it, they're not obligated to to feature every indie game on the store you know like it's if i have a store that sells like i don't know fucking tires like i obviously want people to buy the best tires at my store so i'm gonna i'm if someone comes in they're like yo i have these like tires made of spaghetti i'm gonna be like don't sell that shit in my store like and it's not like a, I'm not obligated to sell spaghetti not tires. Obligated. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's it's my store. Um, so the accusation was a little strange to me that like you know like don't maybe just make an attempt make make it for Nintendo or make it for Microsoft. And if it's if you're not getting the love you want with Sony, then just go somewhere else. Like they, there's other options. So uh, it felt like there that developer felt like it was like either we publish on Sony or like we don't publish anywhere. Um, but. Uh, they also there was other parts of that story coming out like the like house mark apparently was uh involved some way they showed uh, like a documentary or something was being made about the creation of returnal um and there was like a, a scene in it where they were kind of having a meeting about showing the game to sony and like basically like it, it seemed to kind of be backing up what this guy was saying that like they they needed to be in sony's favor to to kind of have them market the game and push the game um but yeah, I think in general, it seemed like one person's rant uh, with like a bunch of salty people kind of piling on. And uh, I, I don't know, like I, I would like to see like someone like Jason Schreier or someone but kind of jump in and, and get a dig in there and like, you know, kind of have his take on it instead of like someone's Twitter rant and uh, kind of have that. Like, I feel like the story is not, uh, it's, we only got one side of it right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, part of the reason that I think it would get like, I don't know what piss off indie developers is the fact that like Sony seems to also like really boast about its and its relationship with indie developers in some ways, or like it's had a reputation for it's kind of weird. Cause I feel like they don't have necessarily the best reputation around it, but then also like they're getting behind games or, or, or studios like house Mark, but then that just also kind of corroborates things as it's like, it almost seems like Sony groomed Housemark to be the indie that they use as like we do support mm. indies. Like look at the, <laughs> look at Housemark, and yeah. then they went and bought them. Um, like look and at the I do Switch, te- uh, the Switch eShop is the flip side of like just fucking let them all on there. <laughs> like, yeah, just so let everything on there. 
yeah like it's 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 there's a ton of there's a bunch of crap it's it, it honestly like i i could see it because if i just think about my personal lens i don't think of my playstation as a as an indie machine in the same way that i think of my uh my my nintendo as an indie machine or my xbox as like a place where i will probably buy indies or at least try them because they're on game pass or they're or you know they're they're released there before else uh, other places i think about games like you know, below probably being the best example of one where like I couldn't wait for that game for so long and it came to Xbox and, and, and hasn't or it took quite quite some time to go to a different platform. Um but I, I also think like they don't necessarily it's just not part of their platform. And this kind of goes to that Jason Trier story is like they're obsessed with like big games. Like Sony is always gonna be about the blockbuster. They they are the big studio that wants to pump out pump out summer blockbusters and make a billion dollars like they're the marvel they're the disney of consoles where it's like let's we go big and yes we support smaller projects from time to time but like even they're most big. Of the time we're going big <laughs> an indie for like, like yeah returnal is like it's like a triple a indie like. yeah like it's it wasn't really it's not really an indie like it has an indie identity because of who made it and just because of some of the systems that are in it but like it is a third-party game it was it was pushed as a third-party game um it belongs in the same conversation as the ratchet and clank uh the ratchet and clank game and 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 miles morales like it's right in that same area right it was given its own it didn't come out on the same day as another game like it was given its own month to to come out to give it time between that and and rift apart right indie games don't do that they release whenever they're they're ready or whenever it makes the most sense to release them right so i don't know if if that's the case and sony isn't uh you know doing its best work to try to support indies on its own platform on the biggest platform that really does suck uh, and hopefully they improve that relationship um but in the same token like i think you brought up some really valid points around like if it's not the best platform for you like you're not obligated to go there but then at the same time if you want to reach the most players like that is the platform that you want to publish on because it does reach the most player it has the biggest install base and it's the most popular of the three um at least from a hardware standpoint right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. um with well, obviously the switch closely uh, closely catching up but like you know this the switch is synonymous with indies because of you know a multitude of different reasons and i think it's the same thing with xbox is they've relied yeah, on yeah. third-party developers more they haven't had the first party support that that sony has been able to push with their developers and i guess with switch you also have like the hardware limitations where like you know maybe you physically can't put your game on switch like I mean, I think I think of indie games and like my default is like I want to play that on my switch. Like it's something I want to be able to play in bed before I go to sleep. It's it, you know, when I saw mm-hmm. Hades go there, I was like, man, this is like perfectly tailored for that. Like there's just games that make sense on that platform. And a lot of them are indie games because they yeah. don't need those technical. You don't need to play them in 4K 60 frames to get the best experience. They're just fun no matter how you play them. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like you said about the the dual sense. Like you kind of you see the game and you're like, oh, that's going to feel nice. And you're just like, you can just kind of you can tell yeah um so we'll see how that develops i'm sure this won't be the last that we hear about it um but i really do hope that they that they do support them more because it is a pretty shitty it is a pretty shitty feeling and it almost reminds me of 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 some of the other big tech companies and like the app store space too um Mm -hmm. that have like i don't want to say monopoly but have been criticized for the way that they like publish content indie developers and stuff like that or from yeah, developers in general so it's interesting that there's parallels there yeah yeah but it's tough there's so much stuff out there and there's so many developers now like 
how do you choose what to publish? Like, it has to be, you want the best stuff to be on the forefront, at the forefront. And to your point, like, maybe some of those games just aren't very good. Like, they just don't warrant the same space yeah. as, as some of the bigger games. Like, again, I, I saw you may love your game, but it's like, maybe, maybe they don't love it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Biomune's a good example. It's, it's an indie, it technically, it's not an indie game. It's published by THQ, but it's a first time developer. I really enjoy that, that game. I don't expect it to have the same storefront space as Rift Apart or another game that's been like critically acclaimed that is like a, a console defying game right now. I'm happy that it exists in any capacity, that it's kind of got its own little carved out space. But I think it's unrealistic to expect that every game is going to get that because there's just, at the end of the day, there's just games that attract a bigger audience and are just better than others. Like they're just technically better games than others, right? I saw Chicory on that. Only so much marketing budgets they can give out. Like, you know. If somebody's up there, somebody else has to not be up there. And it's like, yeah, how it has you to can't be. have every can't everybody. There's no participation awards when it comes to charts, right? Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's um and and Chicory is a good example of a game that you know did get really good um acclaim of, and, and was on. Uh, speaking of participation awards, you want to uh, move on to this uh, Nintendo announcement we got? <laughs> is that is that our transition? It's a participation award. Yeah. Let's talk. We've got three stories this week that we'll tackle. So that pretty much rounds up last week. We've got three, and we'll try to get through them because we've been recording for a while now already. Yeah, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. Jeebus. Man, that's what happens when we don't have a fucking episode last week. Dude. we got to yeah, squeeze everything. Right. Yeah, you're right. We're missing so much shit, too. There's <laughs> games I want to talk about. Um, well, we can get through this Switch, next thing pretty quick. It's not Switch Pro. It's Switch OLED, which Switch is OLED fucking model bullshit. Brackets. <laughs> so... I mean, I have a theory that this isn't the Switch Pro, that this is just going to replace the base model Switch just in terms of price, I think, eventually by next year. And it seems like Jason Schreier and some other... I think Jeff Grubb actually said, like, there's probably a good chance that we see another upgrade at some point in the, in the near future. But this was underwhelming, man. Switch Pro got announced. It was just a an announcement at 9 o'clock in the morning. I think it was on Tuesday morning or something like that. Yeah. Are you... What, what do you feel about this? Are you buying it? I'm refreshing um, the Best Buy page. I'm I'm with you that it's uh, I think I don't think it's Switch Pro anymore. I think it's Switch Two. I think uh, the the rumors that people thought this one was going to have like the DLSS, uh, the new the new CPU, like any of that stuff. Like I think it's going to be for the next version of the Switch. Um, honestly, like I'm I'm pretty underwhelmed. Um, I it really feels like the only difference is the screen. I know there's a couple things they called out. Uh, like the stand, I guess the speakers are different, um, and the wired land port. But like this made me laugh in the commercial, the stand when they like showed the camera all like twist sideways, and I'm like, the fucking stand, like it's a piece of plastic, it's a little plastic flap, and you're gonna call that on the commercial like it's a big more angles, yeah. yeah like, what the hell? Um, the fact that it like I don't know, the it's an OLED screen that's like a little bit bigger that like thing that you play 50% of the time on your TV like so it just doesn't seem like the investment's going to be worth it so it, it like it I don't know I feel like I'm just going to wait for for the next switch that's going to be I mean I heard people make good points that uh, they're probably going to have uh, like an actual horsepower upgrade for next year for Breath of the Wild and um, maybe the next Mario game that might need a little bit of extra beef to run uh, but DLSS is that that stuff's magic and they're gonna they're gonna basically become on par with like some of the newer consoles like the series s and the, the ps5 without much extra like horsepower in the actual unit itself so uh, i think that's coming eventually but uh 
yeah, overall, this was pretty fucking stupid, I gotta say. <laughs> if it eventually replaces the price point of the original Switch, I think that that's fine, and I and I do think that that's the path that it's going to go. Most yeah. commentaries, like, this is a Nintendo move, like, why did you expect anything 100%. different? This is, this is exactly what they do. I will say, for me personally, um, I don't want to upgrade, but I play my Switch 97% in handheld mode. So for me, I was like, oh shit, like an OLED, a mobile OLED display. Like, that's what the Vita had nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, uh, is it enough to warrant the upgrade? If it doesn't cost very much, like, sure. Yeah, if there's like an upgrade. A deal, I'll do it. But Yeah, 100%. But for me, it, it actually is like, I do play handheld a lot, so... The other thing I was thinking, too, though, is is they're not, like, a bit of a weird... Like, switching your your save data and stuff is not the easiest thing to do on the Switch, especially if you don't have them both in front of you. Like, there's... there's a It's difficult to do that, from what I recall. Like, you can't just save everything on the card. Uh, So even getting a new Switch is, like, maybe a bit of a hassle. Well, I've gone through the process before, because I got the upgraded battery Switch. It wasn't that bad. Ultimately, what I ended up... What I ended... What I ended up doing, I think, was uh, I think I kept my Switch and then like went back to EB and like rebought it with the trade in kind of thing, <laughs> like a couple days later. Um, but I think they recommended it, like they were just like take it home, like make sure your shit gets transferred over, and then just come back and we'll just do it that way to make it a little bit easier on you. I've done that with a 3DS before too. Um, they let me take them both. Yeah, home. yeah. So. Uh, and I know, like, I typically go to the same EB, so I, I'm pretty familiar with with the with the folks there. So I'm hoping that that ends up being the case. But we will see. I'm not I'm not 100 on it yet. But again, I do play it in handheld mode primarily. I wouldn't mind having an OLED display if it's for a nominal upgrade. If it's for a nominal price, I wouldn't mind doing the upgrade. But I was really hoping for something a little bit more uh, performance wise. Um, yeah, same day as uh, uh, Metroid. Too, Metroid same day comes out. But yeah, the other thing I was really hoping for was new Joy-Con, uh, at the very least, joysticks. Like, they, I can't believe they just were like, they're white, but the same ones. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's why I, like, I, I just don't, I don't see it being, like, I can't see this not being the base Switch at some point. Yeah, I, I agree that this, this uh, other model, I think, is going away. Yeah. I think eventually it'll it'll uh, it'll be phased out. I, I would I would be surprised if that's not by next year when Breath of the Wild two comes out. I was watching something today, which was just like a technical uh, video of of I think it's YS nine uh, running on on the Switch, and it was just fucking chugging, man. It was oh, like maybe yeah. maybe maybe twelve frames. Like it looked so so bad, and I'm like, there's no way Nintendo can roll with this for another three years when they've got a flagship title coming out next year that's going to sell fucking 50 million copies first day if they can yeah. you know what i mean like it's ridiculous that's what that that dlss man if they can pull that off it's gonna basically jump them like a whole bunch of years ahead in hardware like it's gonna save them a lot yeah Th- things are gonna look a lot better without much effort Good. cool okay that's coming out october 8th same day as metroid uh dread um we'll see we'll, we'll obviously have more thoughts on it uh as it as it gets closer um, and if we have if we if we get one in hand, then obviously we'll give a more in-depth review. But uh, the jury's still out on whether that's going to happen or not. I am refreshing the Best Buy page to see if I can just get my hands on one and then decide when I actually see it. But I'm sure it's going to sell like hotcakes because it's a fucking Switch and it's Nintendo. So as much as we criticize it here, it's going to be out and all of a sudden we're all going to want it one day. So, um, okay, so that was news story one this week. 
news story two this week was Assassin's Creed. So not long ago, Ubisoft talked about its pivoting from doing its AAA releases on a yearly basis. We then saw some Assassin's Creed Valhalla up updates coming to uh, Valhalla at some point this year and also next year. Um, we also found out we're not going to get another Assassin's Creed game um, this year. Um, and then today they announced uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is like an ongoing game-as-a-service Assassin's Creed that's going to allow you to kind of drop into different eras. So it seems like this is the big first announcement since Ubisoft has announced their pivot to this live service uh, uh, model. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. It feels a little bit weird, but it also feels like Ubisoft is, is this is where they're going to go. Like we knew it. They announced that this is where they were going to go. It just seems a little strange that like Assassin's Creed. I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem like a game that's going to lend itself well to that. But I, I have no idea. You are losing your mind sneezing. Sorry, sorry. Are you OK? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, man. Little sneezy. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I actually didn't know about this announcement. I'm, I was just kind of reading as you were talking to try to catch up, but uh, that's actually pretty cool. I, I kind of like it. Um, I was actually thinking uh, today, funny enough, when I was playing uh, Rocksmith Plus, um, the whole thing that Ubisoft's been doing a little bit with this kind of like pseudo educational uh, gaming with the like, I know the last couple of Assassin's Creed's have done it with the like historical settings they've been using. Um, that you could like kind of like learn stuff as you're playing um they like i think they have like museums and stuff where you kind of like fly through the the game and they'll kind of take you to landmarks and talk about them um so i kind of like that whole idea of like them being like entertainment but also educational um so to do something like this where they can kind of take you like to different places instead of just being like here's the new assassin's creed in this area and the new assassin's creed in this area like it's it's kind of like redundant to just like you know you know they're coming so like I think it makes sense to put it in this format where it's like, hey, there's the like, here's the Greece like map, like oh, here's the the ancient Japan map. Like, they can just kind of have these these big chunky updates that will will kind of take you to different places. And like, the last couple games I think have been like fucking huge, like hundred plus hour games, like really 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 big. So maybe they can kind of just like take the quality and like up it a lot, but like maybe shrink each area a little bit so like they don't need to be like hundred hour experiences, like. They just need to make these cool little sandboxes. Um, I think it's a, it's an interesting idea. It'll be cool to see how they how they support it. And like, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that starts out and people are going to expect the content levels of the last few Assassin's Creed games. But I, I don't think these service games are like that. Like they're going to start out and it's going to feel pretty naked. But um, I think in general, like over time, I think that's a cool cool concept. I, I'm into that. Yeah, it's not like I I, I sound negative on it, and I think it's just because very few games that have um come out in the live service model have succeeded uh destiny being one fortnite being another you know gta 5 um is another one but these are all really really like huge like established i mean assassin's creed is established too so there's just something about yeah, it that's like man there's a lot dude like warzone's doing really well yeah like uh, even rocksmith has a friggin battle pass in it now <laughs> like there's I mean, the constant the, that a lot of these games that like keep their like core mechanics pretty close to, you know, from season to season or whatever, from year to year. Like the Assassin's Creed games have always felt like the era is different. Like the way that you maneuver in different games feels quite different. So like, is the game 
is it going to be like a game a different game that's released or are they going to have a similar mechanic that runs underlying every single new map that you get like i, I just i don't know like i need to see it in practice i agree with you i think the concept is kind of cool like i don't want to pay for an assassin's creed game every single year like that's you know it, i haven't even played origins all the way through or odyssey uh let alone started valhalla um and i missed a whole bunch of other games in between but like I don't know, man. Any anytime anybody leads with a game as a service now, it just it feels hard to get into unless like they've they've the publisher has had a successful one previously and the franchise is compelling enough in the moment that it seems like the right decision. I can't say I feel that way about Assassin's Creed right now. I think they hit it out of the park with the last three Assassin's Creed is not game with the service games. So to then go and pivot and start to move it into the service model, like I it hasn't fared well for other developers. Or franchises that have made this move and i'll use the parallel of like the tomb raider games to you know then the marvel avengers game which is like a, a live service game that was made by a team that had historically made third-party action adventure game or uh third-person actor action adventure games like they, the pivot didn't seem to go very well same thing with anthem like you take bioware who's a renowned rpg developer and you try to make a, a live service shooter didn't exactly go well either right um so i i don't know like the jury's still out i'm excited to see what but it's gonna it's gonna have to be really impressive for me to be like okay like this makes sense like don't make any more assassin's creed games so let's just you know just run it back every season with you know some new content and potentially a new map um but we'll see obviously it's just the first day we don't we don't really know much more about it other than the announcement but i'm sure we'll find out in the future also be curious to see if take the division going forward too because it seems like that was a uh, that was what they intended when they announced that the division was gonna was gonna have a, a live service model so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah okay we got one last thing and then we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll uh uh kind of round up of of stuff that we're looking forward to it's new month so we could talk about some stuff that's coming out this month which is really exciting um, but we had a Sony state of play today. This won't take very long because it was a it was a relatively short state of play. I was, um, I'll be honest, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that I was as happy as I was, considering that I didn't have any first party games. Um, it was supposed to be a heavy focus on Deathloop, uh, which it did have toward the end. But some of the games that were announced looked pretty cool. Um, Moss Book Two, Moss was a great VR game. Um, I I, did, I don't know awesome. if you played it. I did. Yeah, okay, it was, yeah, it was they so have good. an Oculus too. Yeah. So kind of a surprise announcement there. Weird that they announced kind of like this flagship, I say flagship, but like a flagship PSVR title when we know PSVR 2 was, it was on the horizon at some point. Um, so I wasn't really expecting that. But uh, I might have to reinst- I might have to use my, my PSVR again at some point in the future if that game does come out before PSVR 2. Um, but they led the show off with, with Moss Book 2. And then we got to see Tribes of Midgard a little bit, a game that I'm pretty excited about. That's coming out toward the end of the month. They talked about some of the content that's going to be coming to that game after after the first season. That's out on July 27th. I've got that wish listed. I'm, I'm waiting to see what it reviews like before I, I dive into that and purchase it. Um, and then they announced a couple of other games. Um, I'll go through them really quickly here. Uh, Arcade, Arcade Get-In was announced, and Early Access started today. Uh, it's an action game. Um, it's a multiplayer shooter that can be played so solo or four player co-op. Um, you can watch the trailer if you're interested. Is that, is that what, what I'm watching right now? I, th- I think this is, uh, arcade get it. Hang on. Let me check. Dude, you know what it reminds me of already? Yeah. 
You yeah. know, you know. Yep. Which is great, which we also haven't played in forever, and we should fucking play. Actually, I played it today. I played a match right before we jumped on, and I kicked ass. It was great. <laughs> Arcade Geddon. Oh. Yeah. So I might give that a shot. Might might looks kind of fun. Huh. It does we'll see. indeed, yeah. Tribes of Midgard. Um, this game looks pretty pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen anything about this, but it's a kind of a Diablo-esque uh Oh, yeah. We'll watch this really quickly together and see if you're interested in this at all. But Yo, is this it looks exclusive cool. or is this on PC too? I think it's on PC as well, and I think it's got crossplay. If I'm not mistaken. Ooh, I have a buddy that would love this. Yeah, this looks dope. Really, kind of cel shaded. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Fast paced doesn't seem very slow. Just looks it just looks like a lot of fun. So I'm gonna look into this more because I thought I thought for some reason that you had actually told me about this game, but I think I might be thinking of another game. You're thinking of uh, Valhalla. That's it. Yeah, Valhalla. Valheim. Sorry, which is Valheim. That's only for yeah. PC right now, I believe. Right? Yeah, I think it is coming up for consoles though. Okay. What's this one called? So, yeah, uh, Tribes of Midgard. It is coming out to PS4 and PS5 on July 27th, it looks like. Um, I'm going to see if there is a PC version. There is, yeah. I got the Steam thing here. And let's see if crossplay is a thing. Yep. 25 bucks, too. Nice. We'll support crossplay up to 10 players across PlayStation 5 and PC. So this might be something that we check out. I'm really excited for this game. Like I said, I got it wishlisted. We'll see how it reviews. We'll see how kind of it's first but um but just visually it looks pretty cool yeah this was another game that was announced last week um for those of you not watching um or sorry not not last week this was announced in 2020 it's called uh a fist forged in shadow torch um got a release date september 7th it's a 2d metro metroidvania starring a rabbit on the run from vicious machines um so we'll watch this trailer really quickly but it looked pretty cool um, I actually thought it was Biomutant for a second. I was like, oh, there's Biomutant <laughs> DLC. Because there's a fucking rabbit wearing a giant fist. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I think I've seen this. Uh, I remember this rabbit with a fist. Have they yeah, shown it looks this pretty cool. Else? It does look cool, yeah. It's coming out sooner than, than, I, had expe- than I expected. I didn't think we were going to get a lot of release dates today, but we did for most games. Um, so this will be out soon, too. Um, that I believe is PlayStation exclusive, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then this is the other game that got announced that was new. I believe this was just announced today. Um, it's called Hunter's Arena Legends, which mixes RPG, MOBA, and many other genres uh, all together. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't really think I'm all that interested, to be quite honest. Yeah, I feel um, like it's hard I'll- to break into this like team team fight MOBA space with like a new IP. Yeah, I just don't like I don't I don't know why unless it's fantastic. I like I don't know why I would jump into this and 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 what I would get peeled away from, especially with it being a busier year uh, in the next coming months. I don't think this got a date. Did you see the text at the bottom here? Captured on PS4 
or something like that. Captured yeah, on capture PS5, PS5 and in a PS5 engine on PC. What does that even mean? Oh, I guess captured. It's like a mix. I guess of, it's a yeah. it's a mix of yeah. I mean, it looks looks cool, but like, we'll see. I guess I don't know. If it's a MOBA and it's like third person like this, it could be pretty interesting. But make it look like a fighting game like that, dude. It does look like a fighting game. I guess it's it's free game, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that actually might <laughs> may get me to try it. <laughs> Tekken style customization, eh? Yeah, I think this is the game that's coming to PlayStation Plus next month. Yeah, this is the game that's coming to PlayStation Plus next month. So it's kind of like, eh, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, it's coming August third. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I might check it out. It's a free game, so I typically try those out and then see how they go. Sifu, Sifu got uh, pushed to next year. This is the trailer that we're watching right now. It looks pretty cool. Um, and then we got a gameplay look at Jet the Far Shore, the new Super Brothers game. Ooh, nice. You might want to watch that. That looked very fucking cool. This is it right now. Um, yeah, man, it looks pretty cool. It looks a little bit No Man's Sky meets, mm. um, that Super Brothers style from like Sword and Sorcery and some of the other games that they've done. Um, I thought this looked awesome. I can't wait for this game. It's coming out this year. Yeah, super no man's sky looking, but like yeah, man, with cool story. A little bit more obscure, like a little bit more, obviously more story driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks really cool. Looks really simple. It looks clean. I think they said there's no combat in the game today as well. Interesting. Yeah, it does look yeah. very cool. It looks very cool. So. Uh, I will definitely be checking this game out uh, day one, um, and we'll see what what that looks like. I'm a fan of the of the previous Super Brothers work, so pretty stoked to see this. We also saw Demon Slayer gameplay. Um, I've actually started watching the series, so I'm curious what this game is going to be like because the the anime is actually really good. Um, I doubt that I'm going to buy this game um, because it just looks like if you're a fan of the anime, then this is made for you. Unless the game is, you know, fundamentally amazing and will attract people that are not huge fans of the anime as well. Um, I don't I don't see myself getting into this, but the anime is really good. So we'll see how I feel after I've finished it, um, whether this game interests me or not. Um, but this also got a date October 15th. And then... Um, Lost Judgment. Uh, it's a sequel to the Yakuza spinoff Judgment, which you may have seen. It's been out for some time already. We got a release date for Death Stranding Director's Cut. That'll be out September 24th. And I'm actually going to look into um, what we talked about with Director's Cut, because I think there's an upgrade path for this as well. Death Stranding, Director's Cut, Upgrade. There is definitely an upgrade path. Ten bucks.
Yeah, so for 10 bucks, you can upgrade if you have the disc version of Death Stranding. You can upgrade to the digital version for $10. It'll include new story missions um, and all that kind of fun stuff, as well as some new features. I believe DualSense as well. Um, so that's kind of the pricing model that I was hoping that Ghost of Tsushima would take on, but um, Death Stranding is a little bit older of a game, so maybe that factors into it as well. But they did show off some of the new features of Death Stranding. Definitely looks more appealing than it did previously. Uh, I never played the first one. I do own it, but I never played it. Um, so I will probably be playing the PS5 version once it comes out in September. And then you are now showing us Deathloop. This got a pretty meaty uh, gameplay deep dive. Um, you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, have you? No, no, I didn't watch it. Okay, so maybe we can skim through this really quickly because it does look really interesting. Um, it looks pretty cool. They explain kind of the mechanics of the game. It looks really pretty. A little bit choppy right now on the stream, but in the actual state of play, it looked awesome. It felt very weird to watch a PlayStation state of play end with a Microsoft-owned uh, studios game. Yeah. Been a weird year for that shit. Uh, steampunk look did, did not this quite here steampunk but pretty close to it yep yeah okay it, it looks, looks like Sonored makes bioshock a little bit that gun looks dope it looks cartoony and i know it's intended to which is cool but it's got like cartoony realism like it looks i don't know visually it looks really cool i like the art style Yeah, so I'll let, I mean, I'll let you watch this because there's just dead air right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's uh, it, it looked pretty cool. Um, this game is out on September 14th. So September, September and August are going to be quite busy months uh, for Sony. Um, just to recap, Death Stranding, September 24th. This is out September 14th. Ghost of Tsushima update is out in August. Kenna mm. Bridge, of, Bridge of Spirits is out in August. Um, Tribes of Midgard is coming out at the end of July. Um, so it's going to be a busy few months, but some exciting stuff is definitely on the way. Yeah, well, we got uh, Ascent and coming and Skyward Sword too, both. I, yeah, I was going to say really quickly, if you want to talk just July at a glance, that's pretty much all the news. So um, hefty weeks. Yeah. You pick the worst week to actually take off because there's been so much news. Switch Pro finally got announced, State of Play, all this kind of fun stuff. But July is here which means that there's new games on the way that we've been looking forward to. You are playing the Ascent trailer right now. I can't wait for this game. Um, it looks so cool. This was the game that I was really looking forward to on my Series X when I first got it. Got pushed back, but it will be here this month. Um, I'm pretty stoked. Are you yeah. Are you also stoked? Yeah, I'm getting more and more pumped for it. I keep seeing it in my Game Pass thing saying coming soon, and I'm like, oh, it's almost here. Like I'm, I'm excited to hop in. I love that it's like a co-op or isometric Diablo-like game. Yep. Super stoked to try it out. Very excited. Yeah, pretty excited. Hopefully we get to play this together, because I think we had a lot of fun with uh with Outriders, and that was kind of a holdover for games like this. 
Um, but I know we want to play more co-op games and 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 more uh, more stuff um, as a group. Yeah. So Outriders this would be pretty sweet to dive big into. Big changes too, so we should uh, we still got to try to hop back in there. I do want to beat that campaign, if for nothing else, just to like finish it and just be like, I beat it. That's <laughs> that's I'd be happy. Get my eighty dollars worth. Man, you paid uh, full price for that game. For me, it's like disposable game pass. My value of that game is zero because I was like, oh, once it's on game, like, fuck it. It's on Game Pass. I didn't pay for that game. I don't fucking I have I have no commitment to beating that game. <laughs> fuck it. It's going to be one of those things where I know in like a few months it'll be like, no, it's on PC Game Pass. I'll be like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> it, it'll come <laughs> eventually. It's just not now. <laughs> fuck, I can't wait for this. It looks so cool. But yeah, uh, that game looks great. Yep. Um. So that's out. Soon, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is out this month. Um, oh, yeah, Skyward the, Sword the is out. Console version, right? Console version, yeah. Skyward Sword HD is coming out uh, alongside the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons. Uh, that's out next Friday, actually, so it's not that far away. Um, cool. I'm going to do a quick, a quick rundown to see if there's anything else this month that's coming out. But I think those are the main ones, man. At least Ascent is the big one that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's definitely... That's right at the end of this month, right? Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, 27th. The Little Devil Inside is slated to come out this month, but there's no specific date yet, I don't believe. I'm pretty curious about that game. Um, There's a game called called eldest souls coming out i don't know if you any know anything about that but i assume if it has any the the, the <laughs> word souls in it that you know about it and eldest <laughs> I'm trying to get both elden ring there but no i don't actually know about that game all right well you might want to check it out all right so here's the full lineup you ready these are these are things that i'm excited for this month um little devil inside skyward sword ascent um microsoft flight simulator um where is it? I just saw it. Tribes of Midgard, which we just talked about. Death Store is out this month. Neo, The World Ends With You. I can't believe I forgot that, man. That was one of my favorite games as a kid. Uh, World Ends With You, and it's getting a sequel finally, and it's going to be out this month. Um, so I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, that's pretty much everything slated for this month. There's another game called Om Omino that I saw today. That looked pretty cool, so I might take a look at that. Playtale Innocence hmm. came out on PlayStation Plus, so I want to give that a shot. It's a PlayStation okay. 5 game. I just yeah, got its yeah. update. And that's pretty much everything, man. I don't think there's any. Boomerang X came out I, yesterday. got some really good reviews, so I'm curious to check that out. Probably That's probably a sale game, I'll be honest. I've got a lot on the go right now, so I don't really have the time <laughs> to put into that, but... Yeah, that was uh, Mario Tennis or Mario Golf was one that I was looking forward to heavily, and I just kind of decided, like, you know what, I'm gonna skip it. And then I've heard very mediocre things about it, so I'm kind of glad I skipped it. Yeah, I, I was never really excited about it. Well, fuck you, dude. I, I just want Strikers, man. Like, I'm sorry, I'm one of those that's like, just give me Strikers, and I'll be happy forever. And also this fucking Olympic game. I can't believe I'm still thinking about that. But I saw it like <laughs> I saw Canada smacking Cuba and I'm like, I want revenge. This is fucking bullshit. There's no way Canada's <laughs> gonna beat Cuba. Um 
All right, man, that's pretty much it. It was a longer is free. We didn't really do an or it's free segment because we didn't really know how long we were going to run this week. But yeah, that's OK. We, we had to catch up on stuff like you said. So it worked out. It was fucking busy. It was fucking busy. What's well, fucking busy? Hopefully we got Gabby back next week. So there's no more or it's free blank blank whoever free um, and we can just get back to the three of us. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's exciting. It's, it's summertime. Game Fest is on. Let's go. Team oh god, you sent me a link. You, you sent me a fucking link to Olympic Team Tokyo. God damn it, I don't want to watch review. this. But... That was the review that was on. Did it review well? Uh, no, it got a five. God damn it! I know I'm <laughs> gonna fucking anyway. want this game though. <laughs> I'm a sucker for these stupid licensed like summer tournament games. I bought which one? What'd you buy? I bought like I bought like Euro 2020 or like Euro <laughs> whatever. Remember when they used to have like FIFA and then they'd have like the Euro specific fucking oh, yeah, yeah. games? I was a sucker for those and I bought every single one of them even <laughs> though they were way worse versions of FIFA. Um so fuck man. I don't I'm not buying this stupid game. All right. Cool. All right, All dude. Right, or it's free. That's it. We're wrapped up. Check us out again. We'll be back hopefully next Thursday. Well, not hopefully. We'll be back next Thursday. Hopefully all three of us um uh, check us out on social media at the slice to you can check devin out he's streaming pretty much i don't know your schedule anymore but you stream pretty often i get emails a lot of the time i um, I've sometimes been in the middle of the night less and less um very much like yeah i've you know i'm, I'm kind of slowing down but i'm just doing the doing the podcast you might find me online but you know just uh click that follow button so you get them notifications Do you have another podcast or you're talking about this one no, no, I'm talking about this one. Okay, cool. <laughs> one on Thursdays, I was like, oh, I didn't know when I was on a podcast. Okay, cool, 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 But yeah, check us out uh, at the Slice TO on all social media. This will be up on uh, podcast services tomorrow morning, as well as on YouTube. Um, so check us out on YouTube as well, Slice TO, if you want to watch any of our archived shows from E3. That's up still from a couple weeks ago. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks for joining live. If you didn't join live, that's okay. Um, we will, we'll see you next week. Take it easy.